welcome back to another episode of Amalgam. We are starting a brand new little segment. We're stepping yeah, away from the little. TV shows. Yeah, little, right? Well, kind of. Yeah, why not? Well, I, would, I don't actually, even think this is a, a new season. It's just like a... A, a mini... It's it? a special... What do, you, what do you call it? Like a mini series. Yeah, mini-series. like you said. Or, or like a special thing Spanish thing I don't know yeah, yeah welcome to our amalgam special that's what we'll call it I'm there we go amalgam well it's it's always the simplest titles it's just like yeah. why don't you just call it what it is it's special special it's, it's different special. it's definitely different but still kind of on par with what we do which is bring you different topics and ideas and uh, of, of DC and What's the other one? Marvel. (laughs) What's the other one that we haven't been covering for the past two seasons? Never. Never. Gosh, what is his name? I don't know. It's like an ex-lover you never think about again. Marvel. Marvel. There's a lot. And and there's been a lot of cool things that have been happening all over the Marvel and DC universe. Um, R.I.P. Henry Cavall or Cavill, depending on, you know, what you scream at night. It's just (laughs) a lot of big news. Um, And on his birthday... Just like, ugh, stabbed to the heart. Anyway, that's not what we're doing today. Sorry, I interrupted you. That's Keep okay. Going. Should we tell the people what we're doing? Because they're probably like, why is this episode special? And why is probably- it about Loki? I feel like we should tell them who we are first, in case this oh, is yeah. the first time. If this is your first time listening, tuning in, I'm one of your hosts, Vivian, here with Miss Jasmine Page. Hi. That I'm the Jasmine. loud one. She's the loud one. I guess I'm the quiet one. Um, well, only because of your mic and the fact that you're not a loudspeaker. I'll but just come closer. Did that work? Hello? Eat your, yeah, eat your mic. But, but do ASMR. It's got to be a little bit of both, right? Just like, hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> why we aren't doing um, Loki right now. Honestly, it's good news for Loki, too. That also is moving up a little bit. It used to be Fridays. Now it's Wednesdays. A little bit of yeah. hump day, winky face. Mm-hmm. So that's going so, to be different from, from WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So we'll be getting new episodes mm-hmm. every Wednesday. Unfortunately, Which you will still you guys... be getting episodes oh, from us. Unfortunate? I was like, maybe you'll get yours earlier. Vivian's like, nah, you're still going to get it a week later. Because I feel like, well, we have the other uh, shameless plug here for the Nerdy Bunch. We have all the other Nerdy Bunch episodes that come out, you know, the different days of the week. True, true, true. And that's also um, Invincible Day. So I can't really, that's my whole day. Actually, no, not anymore. That show's over. I have not, we have nothing on Fridays except to listen to the other Nerdy Bunch shows. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll, I'll try to convince her, guys. I think I can do it. It's, it's okay, maybe we'll come out with episodes on Fridays or TikTok Fridays. Maybe we'll do some TikTok discussion Gosh, on you, Fridays. Give me more work in a different way. Okay. Actually, that would be a really great idea because I do have a bunch of fun specials and things. So maybe that's what, it, what we'll do is, is TikTok Friday. Yeah, Fine. we're trying to roll out more content for you guys. So look out for it soon. I think it's just more, for me anyway, more accountability. I just get busy, guys. I'm in LA. I got shit to do. So I think for me, it's just more keeping a schedule, which, yeah, I think having a TikTok Friday would probably be the way to go. See, I, anyway. don't, I don't have shit to do and I'm still slacking. So it's okay. <laughs> that's not, I'm can I just, I'm side note, that's not what she told me an hour ago. She was like, <laughs> Guys, I'm busy like Monday through Friday for the next week. And actually, you said Monday to Sunday, every day, sunlight to sunset. And I, I did like, say, I was like, my next free day is May 16th. That's a week away. Give me a date. That's a, oh, yeah, but weeks are long. Look at this. I mean, we we had a week from since our last podcast. Oh my God. Podcast episode. I know you're not a talk anymore. Words are hard. I mean, also it's, it's not good that I'm drinking a white clot at 9am, but are you, really? you know, again, <laughs> 
that's what I've been drinking this whole time. You haven't noticed? I love this that. Is not a great I thought it was like an energy drink. I was like, yeah, that's Oh no, that I've got one sense. of those. I got a Red Bull too. Oh, I've got both of them. Good, so. of course. It's five o'clock somewhere. It's not here, so there is no excuse. Sorry, what are we doing today? So today, a little different than regularly, if that that's a word, um, we will be discussing comic books. So Jasmine will present a comic book that she wants me to read that I haven't read, mm-hmm. or that she assumes I haven't read. I probably haven't read it. And then I will present a comic book to her that I think that I recommend. Yes. Preface to, to this and really to the TikTok thing that I'm going to be doing later is, and I'm going to speak on Vivian's behalf. She can correct it later after. But we are not uh, avidly proficient and super educatedly nerdy people. We are enthusiasts and we are people who gather information as we go. So all of these recommendations are coming purely from a place of this looked like a pretty cover or, hey, someone else down the line recommended this to me. And so we are now taking that and trying to explain it to the best of our ability in a way that hopefully would get you inspired to it as well. And so that's really what this is about. It's just getting you guys interested in something new because there are a lot of, as much as we discuss shows and movies, there are a lot of of different characters and storylines outside that are interesting that you may not get. So that's what this segment is all about. Yes, exactly. And you said it, you said it best. Again, we're more enthusiasts. I think I told Jasmine earlier that I've probably read like a handful of comics so far in my life. Like probably five um but with this you know we also would love to take recommendations i you know i have people every day saying you should check this out or this out and i love when people do that because i'm just like i'm trying to educate myself on the different story story storylines and plots but there's so many it's so so hard there's like there's like fifty thousand different series or plot lines or story arcs for like one character Oh my God. And and again, I have to do a subtle plug for two others. Straw Hat Goofy and Nick Larson are two friends of mine and they're on TikTok too. And they discuss these characters, especially when uh, WandaVision and um, the, the Flyboy and Metal Arm, when those two shows were coming out, it was so clear that when they discussed it, they discussed it from a root of, I have read everything. I have not only read everything, I've had breakfast with the writers and the creators and they come from this place of such deep and enthusiastic knowledge that it is incredibly intimidating. And while that is one way for you to gather your information, I hope that Vivian and I are also a source where you can just come and it's okay that you don't have all of the information and hopefully we will find the information together. This is a place where it's okay to be opinionated and it's okay to be wrong. Mm -hmm. Let that be clear. Thank you. Yes, that that I feel like so many people need to hear that because this is also such a a, a gatekeeping community. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. a lot of fandoms are that way. But again, yes, it's OK if you come from a place with little knowledge because you can just mm-hmm. learn and do the research on the way. And, you know, yeah, thank you if you guys are listeners who come to us to let us do the research for you and <laughs> where your yeah. your first source of information or second. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming to us anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, I picked, and I, I I don't know if you've seen that. This is a cute one, and I have to explain where I found this. Have you ever watched the show Lucifer? I've heard of the show Lucifer. I've it's not watched so it. good. He's beautiful. Um, suffice to say, the creator or the showrunner, um, Joe Henderson, he created his own comic book series it's only 15 issues long and it's completed so all 15 issues are done already but him and his friend lee garbit who also for the comic books lucifer 
Um, and as well, he did the the art. Uh, Lee Lee Garbett did the art for Lucifer in the comic books, and he also did the art for Loki. See, see how I tied it together? Yes, he also did the art Perfect. for Loki. And thank you uh, for the comics. So they got together and they made this comic book series called Skyward. Have you heard of this? Is, did I do my job right? I've picked something you haven't heard yet. Yeah, no, I have not heard of this. Yes, huzzah! Okay, cool. Um, so that's the one that I picked. And unfortunately, these, this is not like a thick comic book. So I'm going to be describing the first three episodes. And the way that I'm going to do this, I don't know if this is the way Vivian's going to do it. But the way that I'm going to do it is I'm literally going to explain these as if I'm reading them to you. That's what I'm doing. I'm not going to read them to you, but I'm going to tell you everything that happened. Because what I like about this comic book series is that it's... What Image is great as, it's like as while Marvel and DC are like these metahumans, superhumans, aliens, all this kind of stuff, what Image, because this is an Image, I'm, I'm stepping out of Amalgam, I'm going adjacent, around the bend of Amalgam. What Image does that's really great is it's real people in extraordinary circumstances and how these real individuals deal with everything. Um, and please, if you have questions, Vivian, stop me. Pick up whatever item you want to use today to shut me up because it, it's a good one. Um, and then we'll take a break in the middle before we do Vivian's and we'll have, oh my God, what is Tina going to talk about today? Oh, what she always does. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Tina's got her same old script. Same old script. So we're going to let Tina talk and then we're going to get to see Vivian's. Um, I guess she said she had two for me to choose from. So <laughs> I'm excited. Yes. Yeah, uh, but okay. You got, say that again. I didn't I said I'm, talk. Sorry. I'll talk louder. I said I'm indecisive. <laughs> so of course I'm going to have you pick for me. <laughs> You're welcome. I love picking things. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> All right. So, so here's the story. So the story is Skyward. I adore this story. Basically, the whole premise of this story is one day gravity just goes away. That's it. That's the whole story. I did it. We're done. Um, but no, so the story starts off with a husband and wife, Nate and his wife, uh, this is Nate Fowler. Unfortunately, the wife is only in there for two seconds because she dies. Spoilers. But the whole story starts off with them. They just had a newborn baby um, and her name is Willa. And they're kind of just going about their day and it's like really cute and wonderful. And then uh, the wife is about to go out for a jog. And she's like, okay, honey, like I made you some coffee. Like have a great day. The baby's crying, but who cares? Like it's fine. Um, I'm going to go for it. She's, she's a nice woman. But anyway, she's like, the baby's crying. You take care of it. As she's leaving, she's walking out the door. The husband, he grabs his paper and, you know, clumsy old man, knocks over the coffee and he's like, oh no. And as he's about to grab it, the coffee starts floating. And he kind of has this moment of like, oh shit, like what, what could this possibly be? Wait, I already know. I knew this was going to happen because I'm a scientist. Like I knew this was going to happen one day and I thought it was going to stop. And then he kind of stops, looks out the window, cars, people, anyone that just happened to be outside starts floating towards the sky. It clicks in his head. Oh shit. My wife just went for a, for a run. He runs out to the door and he sees his wife holding on for like dear life to a light pole, I guess like, mm -hmm. you know, nighttime and come inside kids. Like one of those, um, hold on to it for dear life. And he's like, honey, like stay there. Like, let me grab, I don't know, like a hose or something like the cow. I don't know something to grab you. And Ash, you know, because wives, we, we try to get back to our husbands and our kids. She's like, no, honey, like I can reach you. So she tries to propel herself off of the light fixture 
and gets hit by a car like just that happens to be floating and so it knocks her back so now she's floating back into orbit and he's like no honey it's okay i'll come to you and as he's about to go the baby starts crying so now he's like has a choice do i how go many pages baby? in is this is this like two pages this like, in this is like four pages maybe oh, maybe three pages maybe four pages it's it's all very quick um but he has this moment of do I go for my wife? Do I go for my, my crying child? He goes for the kid and that's where it starts. 20 years later, immediate 20 years later. So Willa is now an adult. All she's ever known is this gravity less life. Um, and it's, it's crazy. And it's interesting the way that they, they do this because now ever, yes, you have questions. I'm so I excited. Question. Give me do yes, I know? You know. Yeah. Cause now I am intrigued. So now I do want to do this within four pages. Um, so do we know why the gravity turned off or does that come we later? Don't. We, okay. we don't. I Because I am only telling you the first three, three issues worth. Okay. Right now, no. All that we know is her father, Nate Fowler, knew that it was going to happen. And it happened. That's all we know. In, in what I've described to you at this point, everyone in the world was unprepared. And so now all that we know is 20 years have passed since G-Day is what we've called it. And now we're trying to figure out how the world has shifted. And that's where we are right now. Any other questions? No, not yet. Okay, cool. So 20 years, 20 years. And feel free to interrupt. Like, I, you talk through it. I don't mind. This mm -hmm. is a movie you can actually talk through. Um, so now it's 20 years later and the world has kind of shifted. Because where we are now, I mean, you try to buy, uh, like, oh, I'll ask you. Like, if you were going to buy an apartment in L.A., where do you think, or not L.A., New York. Or, or Chicago, where is the most expensive, expensive kind of place? The city. Anywhere. Okay, but where in the city? Okay, just like the loop, the city, like in, like say it was Chicago, it'd be in the loop, sure. so like the central of downtown Chicago. And and what building, where in that building, like what would be the most expensive? The top, <laughs> like the top right. floor. Is exactly. that what you're asking? Yeah, okay. like the top, like that makes sense, right? Yeah. Complete opposite. So in this one, in this world building, because of gravity, gravity isn't there anymore. You don't want to be at the top because oh. it, at a certain point, if you go too far, you're hitting orbit like, you know, everyone on G-Day, you're flying away, you're dead. So the top is where the poor people live now because, you know, you can't afford your, your metal boot or you're not your metal boots. You can't afford your magnet boots to stay on the ground. That's it's just scarier up there. That's scary because, you know, you, you try to do your laundry, your groceries, it, your, everything is gone. Um, and it's kind of interesting how they have to deal with everything now. So they've all got air packs so they can fly around. If you want to do anything, you have to kind of hook yourself onto things. If you're working out, your sweat is all over the room. So oh, you're like gross. inhaling your own. It's very gross. You get cut, bleed food. Like you have to catch your food because liquid, everything, everything has changed. So I'm just thinking about how. Think about okay, it. Okay, so gravity went away which is one day mm -hmm. and just instant with instantly within days people had to figure out how to keep everything and everyone grounded right we had to figure out everything i mean think about that nowadays the way that we mass produce food travel airplanes floated off into space that is a big way that we do anything can you imagine how scary kansas would be that's just open space what are you holding on to mm -hmm. so many places are the only places that you can live are the cities because anyone out in the, the, the wilderness, they're just gone. You know, yeah. either you live in a forest or you live in the city. 
anywhere open space, you're dead. So there is no travel anymore. It's not like you can drive. It's not like you, you just, it's just hard. It's hard mm-hmm. to see the world now. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think oceans exist anymore at this point. Cause again, gravity is the only thing keeping them down. I Nothing. was going to say with like, well, my, I'm, well, I, hold on. Let me actually change yeah, that. Ahead, it's not, ahead. it's not that oceans don't exist. It's that they have to exist in the middle now, since okay. there's no gravity, it's you, everything is floating. So you, they kind of have to live in the middle of the ground and, and you know, it's, it's just, mm-hmm. it's weird. Um, they showed in one of the episodes which I can't get to, it's a later issue, but they showed what storms look like now. And it's just this blob of water with like electricity kind of hitting out the sides because it's it's floating. That's everything Jeez, is that's just floating. Terrifying. Out. It's incredibly scary, especially considering in order for you to get to the bank, you got to go through the storm, you know, or up and around or mm-hmm. underneath it. It's just this it's an interesting, and I, I, I do stress it's only 15 issues long. It's very quick, and I think they're already talking about adapting it into a television show. Because again, the showrunner, Joe Henderson, did Lucifer. That's been on, I think, Netflix for like six seasons. So mm-hmm. it's going to happen. Anyway, issue one. I may even only be able to talk about issue one. I'm going into so much depth about it. Um, so so that's what's happening. So you, you follow Willa, whose life has always been this. All she's ever known is anti-gravity, and she wants more than anything to see the world. Because for the last 20 years, she's been dealing with her mentally unstable father, who A, knew that this was coming, knows how to prevent this. Like in his mind, he was like, I knew this was going to happen, and I, I know how to fix it, but he's afraid to leave his house. Because the last time he, because he, the only thing he knows is my wife died, and I can't leave. Because if I leave, the only person who knows how to fix this will die. So he's just, and Willa, who's living her life, I mean, she has to pay rent. She's got to protect her father. She's out in the world. And she's like, Dad, I don't fucking understand what you walkers are thinking. Like, how could you, how, how could you have lived your life walking all the time when you could just fly? Like, that's crazy. And it's great. Like, things, things like paraplegics don't exist anymore because everyone floats. Things like, because uh, her best friend, Edison, he doesn't have the bottom half of his legs and it doesn't matter because he can just float. Um, obesity wow, isn't a thing. Yeah. Any, well, obesity is, uh, you still have overweight people, but they can still float. So they're just safer, I guess. They don't float away as easily. But they also, they are mobile. So it's just great. Um, that being said, we'll get to the conflict. So the conflict of this is, like I mentioned, Willa wants to, she wants to see the world. She, she hates that her father is so stagnant and crazy because he, he's old, you know, he, he was there when life was walking and she's like, well, you need to be with the times now. I need you to pay rent. I need you to live. I cannot keep supporting you because I'm a kid too. I'm, I'm 20 now. I, I want to exist in the world. And I, I, I just want to be, I just want to be, um, and plus they're poor, you know, they're living, they're living way up at the top. And she's like, I, there's two types of people. There's those that live way up the top. They're really poor. There are those in the middle who are like having the best of the lives. And then there's the groundlings who are described as that there was a, a an Asian man who was not told that World War II had ended. And so he was living his life as if it was still, and people tried to tell him, no, like this, this happened, like it's over. You can, you can relax. But he was like, no, I don't believe you. This is a trick. And he would still kill people thinking he was in the war. So That's what, year, how the what year did G-Day happen? 20 years ago. Oh, you're saying like compared to now? Compared they to now. Not, so there's no just, like specific date. Okay. Just say today, as if today was G-Day. 
because it still is up to date with technology. Okay. So if today G Day happened, how how would the world be in gotcha. 20 years from now? Um, technology, it's hard just because everything is floating now. So during storms, you don't have electricity sometimes. It's just, it's just tricky. Um, I'm going to get through this. I promise you. I'm only like six pages in. I know, but I'm so intrigued. I feel like I'm watching a movie. (laughs) It's, you will be soon. So that's good. Um, So, so yeah. So down at the bottom level there, I guess I'll get to that. So, so Willa goes to work. She works in a, um, a shipping company, I guess, or a transferring company, kind of like a, a mailman, but like a little more intense than that, because they import high, high goods, like things that you can't usually get anymore, like chocolate milk. So she's because, again, we don't have assembly lines anymore because everything is just floating. So where are the animals? Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. OK. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you we birds kept animals still on, fly, especially. No, not not really. Not unless they were in cages before, because um, they, they don't understand what's happening. They can't keep themselves grounded. So a lot of the animals that were farm-raised, farm-raised cattle, they're gone. Really, the only cattle that exists are anyone that were in building. If, you were, if they were in a building, they were safe. If they were just out in the world, no. They have this image in the book of the, uh, the outside of Earth and kind of around the, um, oh, my God, smart words. The atmosphere. Atmosphere, yes, thank you. Like the, the atmosphere around the earth, thank you. Like they just have this image of cars and planes and animals and people just floating around. There's a word for it. The whatever, the orbit? The, the orbit, yes. Floating around the orbit of, of the earth because they happen to be out and about when G-Day hit and it's just scary. But that's the whole thing. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to the crux of it and then I'm gonna stop because I'm getting, I'm, we're, I'm getting a little far and behind of myself. Okay. So she goes to work and, and she is delivering things that people need, like, you know, or want, like chocolate milk. And she's delivering this to a school. And on the way, you meet her boss, which is a heavier set woman. And she talks about how her father wasn't crazy. Just him and his best friend, Edison, or uh, Roger Barrow. So uh, her father, Nate Fowler, and Roger Barrow used to be scientists together. They used to be really, really smart. And they were the only two people that knew this was going to happen. They didn't know when it was going to happen, but they knew that it was going to happen. And the difference is where her father kind of became a recluse and went into himself, Roger Barrow saw a marketing, he's, you know, he's the guy, he saw a money-making opportunity. So he immediately started working on, you know, the, the uh, metal boots or the, the magnet boots. He worked on, I think, metal hems for skirts for women who like want to wear dresses still, like things wow. like that. Yeah, because you can't wear dresses anymore. You're flashing everybody. Yeah. Just all of these things. Um, and he also developed, or because his mind was like, we're going to starve. If we don't figure out this whole anti-gravity thing, it's not just that people are going to float away. It's that those that are here are going to starve. So he made a full-on like marketing money, money scheme. So he's the richest person, basically. Um, whereas her dad is a crazy guy. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so, so you meet, we meet uh, Edison, her best friend, the guy who has no legs. We meet her boss, whose name I don't know yet. Um, she's just boss. And then um, you also meet like a couple of other her friends, like uh, it doesn't matter. But so she's talking to her boss and they see um, Roger on screen and she goes, oh, I know what I can do. I will go and talk to Roger. And because him and dad used to be friends, maybe seeing his old pal 
like maybe he can help my dad get out of his shell and we can see the world. Like maybe that's what I need to do. So she she says she's going to go down to the ground, which is the scary place because those people do not acknowledge that G-Day happened. They all walk around with their metallic boots, acting as if the world hasn't changed because they're rich. You know, they can do that. They can act oblivious. And that's where they want to live. So she goes down there. She tries to see Roger. And of course, she's like dismissed because she's she's a, a sky folk. Poor people. Get out of here, poor person. Yeah. And of course, she's got a gun on her pocket because that's the easiest way to travel around if you need to get around quickly. You know, you just zoop yourself around. Um, they kick oh, her out. Like a, grap- like a grappling gun? Type no, thing? like a gun gun. Like a poo-poo gun. Like pew pew pew. Like an actual gun. Okay. Uh, which people don't really use up in the sky because the only thing it's going to do if you don't use it right is propel you straight to the sky. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you don't really want to use a gun, but it is if you're in an emergency. You don't want to shoot someone. You want to shoot the air so you can zip out of there quickly. Okay. Um, so she sneaks into the party. She meets Roger. Roger immediately is like, oh my god, I thought I thought your father was dead. That's crazy. Like, gosh like come come hang out with me and so she goes and he takes her like into the building like his building and they kind of have this cute little chat about everything I said like I took this route which is save humanity your dad kind of went crazy um and I know that your father always talked about we can stop this I was always on the mindset of we can't stop this so let's just try to do the best that we can and so you see these kind of like side while while Willa Willa is talking you kind of see Roger getting a little like menacing and like shadow and only one eye is visible and you're like oh he a bad guy um that's another thing i'm trying to visualize is just because comic books are both narrative and then artwork so i'm what right style is it in or like what is it traditional it's it's i'll send you pictures but it's pretty traditional it's it's very it's not as like it's definitely not as crazy as sin city where it's just like only it's just very traditional American art style. Um, Like you would pick up any comic book, but the thing that it does really well is the beautiful imagery. Are you yawning? I'm just kidding. Uh, But the beautiful imagery of just like flying. There's a lot of uh, the the characters, they do a really good job of showing the arch and the flexibility because you can just be now. It's not static. So I think a lot of like circles and a lot of body, body arches and just, Stuff like that. They made a joke about it. One of her friends found a sign that said um, slow crossing. And it was like one of those signs of like a mom holding her daughter. Like, you know, the, the stick figure ones that you would see of like school crossing. And she was like, I don't even understand what this means. But isn't it funny? Like, what is walking? What is walking? Right. Just, like, little so, like 20 like years ago. 20 years ago. Like, we don't know. Um, so she's in there and she's talking about it. And, he's, and you can see him getting a little, Roger, getting a little bit menacing to her. And he's like, oh, well, let, let me go see your father. You know, like, let me try to go talk to him. I'll just follow you home. And she's like, no, no, no. I think my dad, because he's crazy. Like, let me talk to him first. Let him know, because he doesn't even know that I'm here. Again, Roger's like, well, let one of my guys drive you home. Or you just tell me your address and I'll come deal with it. And she's like, no, you know what? I've honestly been here too long. My dad's going to get worried. Like, I snuck into your party. Like, I should not be here. Let me go figure it out and I'll come back tomorrow and then we can work it out. He turns off her gravity boots because she borrowed gravity boots from Edison because he's like, here, take these. I don't need them. I don't have legs. So here, take these. Um, He puts them on like a static mode. So she immediately sinks straight to the ground and begins punching the shit out of her. And he akins it to one of those like blow up dolls that when you punch it immediately like comes back like the clown ones. And he's just laughing maniacally. 
And he basically looks at her and says, I have made such a strong profit off of G-Day. Why the hell would I want that to go away? I'm going to continue punching you until you tell me where your father is so that I can go and kill him because he's the only person who can turn this around and bring Gravy back. And I don't want that. Who do would punches, want that? Wait, do punches still, I'm thinking of like without gravity, but she's grounded to the ground. Do without, they- without. They still, I mean, they can still do it if, cause, cause everyone, again, we're on the ground right now. So everyone's got the gravity boots. They've, they've are the magnet. They're not gravity boots. They're magnet boots. Everyone's got the mag. So as so long as you're static, you know, you've got, depending on how high up the boots are, you can still punch someone, you know, you can still knock somebody out. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. He's just, he's just knocking this 20 year old around. Um, eventually someone, cause she headbutts him. One of his guards comes, electrocutes her, the boots kind of and she's able to get away with the help of her one of her friends like she gets away um the last thing that you see is an image of her and this is where i'm gonna end it because that's i basically did one two and three so the last image that you see is her getting to her house and her house is in disarray you see pillows floating you see um glass shattered glass everywhere and all i think the last image of her is her looking inside and saying, oh no, it's too late. And that's, and that's it. And that's where issue three ends. No. And so is that's again, dad, like, like this is her house on the ground. This is her house in the sky. Oh, in the sky. She's all the way up at the top. So she's made it. She snuck out of, out of uh, Roger's place. She got out of there scot-free. She's up at the top. And there's a few other things that I didn't mention, such as um, Edison being super rich. So his family is down towards the bottom. She like in her little like dodging and escaping, she sees, she goes through Edison's house and she sees a picture of Edison. And she's like, why is Edison in a wheelchair? I don't understand. And she goes, well, he's rich. And everyone on the ground, they don't acknowledge that, you know, that it happened. So even someone like him who lives his life floating with you, the second he comes home, because they're so just ignorant to how the world is they force him into a chair so he has to be strapped to a chair when he's at home because they don't want to acknowledge that gravity doesn't exist and it's just sad it's like things like that or even when she went to go deliver the chocolate milk there are bandits who came to try to attack her because they don't have luxuries up there anymore you know they don't they can't have things that they used to have before so when she's trying to deliver this chocolate milk there are people trying to attack her and that's why she had to use the gun to get away so it's just little things like that. Um, but yeah, she she ends up going home and on her way home, she she notices things are awry. And when she opens the door to head inside, she sees that her house has been broken into. Okay. And that's where issue three ends. And that's where I'll leave you. So wait, so you, usually in the apartment, because she lives up top, things are already mm-hmm. floating around in there. But things they, are already floating, like pillows, you know, like or whatever. Scattered. Yeah there it's everything is is misarray it's it's clear that it's not just floating i mean you see like tables like because normally they would have things on the table to like keep it down and things like that but now you've got tables floating you've got glass shards everywhere her dad is nowhere to be found and her dad is always there just little things like that god yeah, and that is skyward i'm interested i'd want to read this <laughs> good, and, good, and I'm this glad. is it you said this is image this is image comics but it is written uh it's written by jim henderson who does lucifer and i believe lucifer i think lucifer still might be image comics maybe 
Um, but it is a Netflix show. However, Lee Garbett, the artist, he's done Lucifer comics and he's also done Loki and a bunch of Marvel comics. So the artist is Marvel. Okay. Yes. Nice. Okay. I'm interested. See, my two that I chose are like, I've, you're going to know, like they're you're familiar with them, but I like that you chose something that isn't like not many people would be familiar with. Huzzah. Huzzah. I did my job. Good job. <laughs> And that's the point. Um, a lot of this is is getting you interested into other things that you would not normally get interested in. So I'm glad. Huzzah, I win. And there's 15 issues. There are 15 issues. They read like that. You could finish all 15 issues in like 20 minutes if you wanted to. And it's quick reading as well. Quick reading, quick imagery. It's beautiful. It's quick. It's easy. I gave you what? The first three issues in I mean, 30. I talk a lot. So like 30 minutes. Yeah. So you could read that very quickly. And yeah. all the issues are out. You can read them for free online. Not oh, for free. That's the oh, yeah, for free, for free. What, for free, um, for free. What year were they released? And do you know that? This year, oh, last yeah. year, within the last, within the last three years, they released. I think, okay. I think it was 2020. Yeah. Maybe 2019, but within the last three years, they were issued. I think 20, 2020. Okay. Yeah, they're what fairly new. Nice. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Mm -hmm. I'm probably when I have a free day. So on May 16th. <laughs> Yeah, so on May, you said 16th? Mm -hmm. Holy potatoes. Yes, May 16th. I will get I will that. Skyward. Skyward? Skyward, yeah, Skyward. Sky, because it's like to the sky, we're heading Skyward. Yeah. As you were talking about death. it, I was like, this sounds familiar, but no, it's not. I've never read or watched anything. Like no, but, but imagine, because again, um, Joe Henderson, he's a showrunner, so. And this is his creation. So I have no doubt that within the next two years, I think they've already uh, talked about it. I have no doubt that you will see Skyward on television because it's made for that. It's it's beautiful and it's it's nowadays, you know. So I have no doubt in my mind that Skyward will, will be on television soon. This anti-gravity life, the zero or no gravity lifestyle. So nice. And I'm such a, I need to read the like the book just period just i need to read <laughs> no yeah just i just need to read no i need I to read the book first i'd want to before watching it mm -hmm. you should um cool so tina tina you tina got time. some stuff for us thanks tina tina time you are listening to a nerdy bunch production you can listen to our podcasts every day of the week starting with amalgam a marvel and dc podcast hosted by jasmine page and vivian Horror Whores, hosted by Justine. Co-op Mode, hosted by Ellie and Ivan. Ulu Squadcast, hosted by Cheyenne and Caleb. Torn Talk, a Star Wars podcast hosted by Clarissa and Isabel. Gamers for Life, hosted by Jarrell and Arthur. And finally, the Nerdy Bunch podcast. For more info, visit our website, www.mynerdybunch.com. Tina out. All right. Thank you, Tina, for our lovely commercial break. You do it well every time. Mm -hmm. Here, here. And cheers to you. Literal cheers as she takes a chug from her white claw. Why are you snitching on me? You already Why? told the kids. You already, you already. <laughs> I told said. them, but they don't need to know every sip. Oh, my God. All hey, right. Fine. You snitched on what? me. You said I yawned. Okay, but you did. 
You did. And you took a sip from your white cloth. <laughs> we're <laughs> friends. We were friends. Okay, cool. Uh, you said you had two for me? Also, first, thank you for sharing Skyward with us. If any one of you guys check it out or read it, because it is free online, as Jasmine said, let us know. It is. But Please, yes, let us know. And then I what you thought about it. Like the heart, like the copies from my little library. Oh, look at all this. Oh, 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 you hold on. Hold on. Are you really about to? Are you really about to recommend Watchmen to me? Specifically, <laughs> hold on. Are so, you? Did you really pick up Watchmen and assume I had never read Watchmen before? I don't know. That's why I was like. That's why I picked two. Because at first, my first one was uh, in the X twenty three origin comic book I series love X-23. i haven't i will i have not read x23 comic book series but i love x23 mm -hmm. so much i want that one i want you to describe that one to me because then i was like um, there's there's specifically just one part in it like i hate this did you annotate that i I'm had so to read it twice for school that's why i am so what yeah. what is that class oh my god i would eat that class up i would teach that class i love Watchmen. did you watch did you watch the um the yes not watched but, the, but the new one yeah i the, watched the, i didn't finish it i watched the first three episodes and i never finished it i want really? to though because it was so good let's do that then let's have a whole ass amalgam series on that is that is watchman dc or marvel it's dc Boom. Okay. Headshot. Yeah. Let's do that then. Cause I will, I will rewatch and annotate the out of that. Right, it's going to be this. please like in the next time we have a, a break, I want to do that special. Cause I love Watchmen. I, I love hated it. this comic. Well, no, I hated it. The, the first time I read it was for a, um, it was like a dystopian what literature class, class or something. I can't remember. It wasn't but then the second class was a comic book studies class. So of course, okay. of course, he made us read Watchmen, but I, um, there's, well, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think Watchmen, it's got a lot of political and sociological. I'm hesitating because I don't think that's actually a word, but just socioeconomic, just a lot of. There's a lot of things in there, and I understand why he would choose that book because it it slaps you in the face with morality. I get it. There are other comics that do that. I think that one just is so heavy on be a good person and this is what bad people look like and, yeah. and pay your taxes like i get it it's just easy that's a very easy book and there's a lot of blood so it makes it it, it wraps it up in a neat package of blood and gore it literally so, is just an easy way to incorporate 500 different literary elements and themes oh, yeah and everything but it's, again like, I, book, i'm, I'm gonna be very clear Watchmen, Watchmen is a douchebag book. It is, it is so in your face. It is, and I, it is. It is a wonderful, prolific comic book, but it is also a giant douchebag in its just straight up uh, condescension. It, it is a condescending, you need to read me kind of comic, and I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's great. I have to burp. <laughs> Do it. Do it on camera. Get that ASMR. It was tiny. Why are they so tiny? It's like the first so one wasn't, but I held it in. Okay, but yeah, I hated it, and then the second time I read it, I appreciated it a little more. And there's just one part that makes me appreciate it, and that's what I was like. If I talked about this, I would talk about the one chapter. That's fine. Do you want to? No, I no, I do, I don't no. want you to talk about it because I want a whole series on Watchmen. I think that would be great. 
Yeah. And then I guess yeah. we'd have to we'd have to break that down though. I think we'd have to have like three episodes. Like if we're gonna do like a five episode series, I think we'd have to do at least two or three episodes on just the comic book, a whole episode on the Watchmen movie, and then a whole two episodes on the series. Mm-hmm. That's true. Or we could do like a, a one one comparing, one no comparing the comic book to the movie and then like do a series oh like episode the, that's fair oh we could do that mm-hmm. that might be smarter easier let yeah us, let us know let us know all right cool give me give me that x23 all right so then we'll go with x23 so i actually i read um i read her origin story a few years ago maybe 3 or 4 years ago and i that was when what i was subscribed because huh? this is this is you said that this is you were at a comic book store and you grabbed this book, right? Uh, no, no, no. So, like this one specifically? That one specifically. The one. So, yeah. This one I just bought this year. The, oh, here, here. Let me. Pre- I was prefacing. <laughs> I read the X twenty three origin off of Marvel Unlimited. I was subscribed to Marvel mm-hmm. Unlimited a few years ago because um, I had to for that comic book studies class. Is there a course? And so while I had that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to read as many origin stories and just sto- different comic books that I wouldn't have access to re- before while I'm subscribed to this. And so I read X-23's origin story and I was at a comic book store the other day and I found this one and I this was the cover, this was the art that was in Marvel Unlimited. So I assumed, oh, this is the same one that I read a few that years looks ago. Thick. It's not that thick. Well, it's kind of, it's a little bit. That's a, that's a little thick boy. That's a little thick boy. Did you annotate that? I'm so proud of this class. I am so, nothing fills me with more joy than seeing an annotated book. If you hand me a book and it's got like, that it's yours and you've got notes written around, like, I love that so much. Yeah. And these just, weren't even, weren't this wasn't for the class. Like this I did this week. Oh I no, like- I know you're nerdy AF. Like I, but I appreciate that. Like I almost want to like, <laughs> as like a side gift, like one of our, if we do giveaways again, I would like monthly giveaways of comic books that we annotate ourselves, like with our handwritten just notes on them. I just think that would be cute. Um, but sorry, you're telling a story. Oh, yeah. yeah like a little... I've not even told the story yet. But um, no, so I, I bought this copy because I'm like, let me reread it so I can refresh my memory because I knew that I would want to do this one because when I first read them, I fell in love with just the character, X-23 mm-hmm. herself. And then I got this and I was reading through it this week and it's not the same comic. It's the <laughs> it's what came after the one I read, which nice. It was it's a good. continuation. But then I'm like, shit, I don't remember much of what I read. But it had like flashbacks to it and then I did end up going back and okay. finding Yeah, the original oh, one is on Marvel Unlimited. If you do have Marvel Unlimited, it is the X twenty three two thousand five issues. It feels like you're on that website right now. How much is a membership to this? Uh, not that we're sponsored, but you know. <clears throat> if Marvel. <laughs> so there's a seven day free trial, trial, and then you get, I'm literally on the website, you get access to 27,000 digital comics. And when I was, I'm not subscribed right now, but when I was, it's literally, you search up a character, like we say, Captain America. I'm just saying that because Cat Falcon. Oh my God. Thousands. Captain America, thousands of comics and different versions. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or sorry, um, 
Sam Falcon's Wilson. version. Sam Wilson's version of Captain America. All the comics are on there. They even have like if you specifically as if you're following the TV shows, like if you wanted to follow WandaVision, you can go to Wanda and they have separated with what comic books should you read to follow the TV show and then separate nice. what do you want to follow like apart from the TV show. How nice. That's very thorough of them. I appreciate it. It is. So, yes, I read the 2005 issues, which were written by, I think it was Craig Kyle. Um, and then mm-hmm. Ma... I it's like a beautiful cover, too. I, I do... Is it... It's a hard... It looks like a hard book. Yeah, it's a hard cover. This one's a hard cover. Um, this one is Marjorie Liu who wrote, took over X-23 story after the 2005 issues were written. Is she the artist or, or the story? She's the story. And then the artist is Conrad. I don't know his first name. But just Conrad? Conrad? He doesn't need one. Conrad. Just Conrad, Conrad. is good enough. <laughs> but, okay, if I'm going to dive in. So you haven't read any of her comic books, any of her origin story? I, 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 I have. But that was when I was a wee lad, so I don't really know of her. The only thing I know, I'll, I'll tell you what I know of her. Yes. Nothing. Um, I know that she is Logan's daughter, right? Oh, God, you're frozen. Why are you frozen? You are- um, so she's Logan's daughter. I know that she has two sticks instead of uh, all the knuckles, right? Cool. Um, she was genetically implanted, or she she's not, she's not like... They took Logan. They took Logan's, I don't know if it was his sperm or his DNA, but she was not like birthed. And I know that she was hidden away and like Logan didn't know. And I think she was like part of an assassin. They're all part of assassin. Everyone in DC is always part of some assassination guild. And so she's like, yeah, she was that for a little bit. And then she found Logan. I think she ends up taking over some Marvel character. Maybe it's Logan. I don't know. I'm going to let you talk, but I know very little. Yes. So that's that is the premise of it, but I can go into more detail to I want you to, to read it. Um, <laughs> okay, so her origin story, you are correct. She is technically a clone of Logan. They took his X chromosome, hence X23. Um, and when they took her they took his X chromosome, they chose a different scientist. It was a woman. Her name was Sarah Kinney. Um, Mm -hmm. who was involved in the process of like the Weapon X project and they used her DNA to then make the clone so she had both like mom father mother DNA whatever Um, and so she was born in a lab not birthed like you said she the lab or the I think they call them test tube babies test tube babies I can't probably I can't remember. I only know that because my dad used to call me that whenever I made him upset. He was like, you test tube baby. I was like, dad, you can just say adopted. Like, damn. Um, say adopted, it's easier. Just say adopted. Because um, I think of, I think of um, test tube babies. Then I think of that like old, I think it was a Disney Channel show. But it was uh, Kyle XY and the guy didn't have a belly button. Kyle Some people XY. will know. Kyle XY. It was basically that. It was like this. I'm so sorry. I'm tangenting. But it's it's this this family is like having a normal day and then all of a sudden this naked teenager walks up to their home and he doesn't have a belly button. It's a whole ass story. I think Disney it's like Channel the show. show. I don't remember this. Maybe it's recall. CW. It sounds okay. a little CW now that I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> but Kyle XY, Google it when we're done. Okay, I will. I will. But yes, test tube baby. Um, the place where they experiment like on her and just create all these clones and weapons 
Weapon X project is going on is called The Facility. Um, so this is where she's lived and held Love captive. Her. They didn't tell Logan. Wolverine is unaware of her. She's kept secret. Um, and so basically, yes, question. I do have a question. How did they get his sperm X gene? His X his sperm his <laughs> X gene. They he was also being held captive. Um, by okay, is this my Striker again? It wasn't. Well, yeah, Striker did hold hold him captive, but specifically oh, when they Striker. Yeah, when they were doing the Weapon X project, and they ended up murdering, you know, everyone there. We all know Wolverine's origin story. Uh, yeah. They had, yeah, they kept his his DNA. They kept his X whatever, pulled it out of him so that they could make a clone that they planned to turn into an assassin that the government would then use for whatever government reasons. Um, So as a child, they were literally raising her as a weapon. Like, she is Weapon X. That is the project they were creating. Um, There was – so from the beginning, that's – you know, they get – from the beginning, it's her being experimented on, (laughs) her being trained – in the beginning, in a world. In the beginning, in a world. And so what yeah. they had to do was because she is obviously, well, she's not, she's human. She wasn't born mm-hmm. normal, but she is, you know, a human. And so, or a mutant, sorry. I guess, yeah, she's a mutant. Because I was like, if she's human, I'm like thinking she only has her little forks, her little pincers. What do you call those? Yeah, um, pincers. But it's two, so it, it, it reminds me of like a fork prong. Like when you're grilling and you just have those like two little oh fork prongs that you flip the meat over with. Yeah. Um, that's what it reminds me of. But she can still regenerate, right? She's still got all of the same yes. Logan powers. She has, she, okay. Everything that Logan can do, she can do. So she can regenerate. She has the two we'll pincers, yeah. the pincers from her knuckles, <laughs> but she also has one on each foot. So like one come out of each I foot. I think I remember seeing that in, in the Logan movie. I do recall her having her little raptor claws. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, so basically she they put her through tests and she had too good of morals as a child where they would put her through these tests or scenarios and she would end up either not wanting to do what they said, which involved like murdering or hurting someone. She would watch a video and they would like ask her like, okay, who do we help here or whatever? And she just had too good of morals. And they so because of that, she would be punished by the scientist so the scientist who took over the weapon x program was the son of the person who experimented on on who started the weapon x program with logan it wasn't striker though um okay forgets his name well i feel like that whole family is fucked so that that makes sense so logan murdered this man the man who started the weapon x program and because of that the son feels hatred towards X-23 because, you know, she's a clone of Wolverine, so she he takes it out on what her. A, what a very villainous arc this man has, a very stereotypical villain arc. You hurt my daddy, I hurt your daughter. Like, I get it. Except I she doesn't it. realize, like, why she just thinks this man's torturing. He's just a dick. He's just, not, he's just a dick. So when Come she on. wouldn't comply to those missions or or if she was too nice and just had too good in her, too much good in her, he would punish her. And he would do that by there's an image in the first, the, I think it's the third issue. So this issue is called Innocence Lost, mm-hmm. um, where it's literally her eyes being like grappled open, like held taped open. And there's oh images on a screen that she's being forced to watch of just people murdering. So they're <sighs> brainwashing this 
three, but four. But that doesn't feel correct. Like I, if you are, for me, if you're, if you're grappling, quote unquote, my eyes open to watch these horrifically graphic scenes, that doesn't galvanize me to want to do that. It feels like a, a punishment. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I would more so not want to do that because I'm I'm now insinuating pain with those images. Mm-hmm. I if if and this is like me, like I'm I'm tapping into my inner psycho psychotic villain. If I were going to lure you into wanting to kill, I feel like I would need to entice you. Like like a, you give treats. Like I'm I'm so sorry to use this example, but you would it's like how you train dogs. You you reward them with good behavior. Mm-hmm. So if you kill someone, you get a cookie. You know, it's like that kind of thing. Yeah. I just, I just well, like I guess, and I mean, wrong. in his mind, this was the case. She was being punished for not doing, following through with what she had to do. And that was her punishment, was being forced I to watch, watch these things. Because so when either she, kill or don't do this again, or you'll get this again. So with her good behavior, so when she did successfully, like, go through on a mission, which would always involved murdering someone. Um, yeah. Like they gave her a puppy. There's one part where they give her a puppy, and she no, because I know she's gonna have to kill that puppy. No. So as she had, hang on, hang on. But like, how did they do it though? Because I'm having flashbacks, and I'm not sure if it's this series or if it's another one. Is this the comic book where they give her a puppy, and she has to raise the puppy, like befriend and raise the puppy, and then only on initiation day does she then have to kill the puppy? So it wasn't an initiation day when she had to. She does kill the puppy. Um, so when she Spoilers, had to do that, it was, it was punishment for something that she didn't do. It was punishment for something that we'll call her the mom, that her mom did, which was the uh-huh. scientist working on the experiment. So her mom became attached to X-23 because that was – she ended up seeing her as a daughter. And because of that attachment, she wasn't able to um, – Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm mixing this up. X-23 was supposed to murder her mother based off of orders at the, the scientist. scientist? Mm-hmm. Yes, the scientist. Um, oh, and she didn't, she didn't because they had grown this relationship. So the mom would read her Pinocchio as a child. Mm-hmm. As she was growing up, her Random, mom would read okay. stories. Right. Pinocchio was her favorite one, I think, because, you know, she connected to she felt like she was a puppet on strings because she was literally being raised as a weapon, as a puppet, she was only ever That's told very to be a weapon. forward thinking of her for someone who's never known anything but. Right. That's it's interesting. I feel like someone in there had to be like, because she doesn't know anything different. How does she, if this is where she grew up, why would she think it's strange? You know, if yeah. this is all she's ever known, what is she well, comparing it to? Well, that mother figure she had would kind of like, was very nurturing towards her and would talk to okay. her stories. I'm sure they had I mean, it's not in the comic books, but you can assume they'd have conversations on it. She probably had questions about it. And she still has, like, she – you still observe your environment. She could still start to formulate her own thoughts, too. She And eventually that is what happens. Um, So what kind of tips her off the end? There's issue, I think – that's up to issue number three was her kind of the growth, sending her on these missions, brainwashing her. Um, her mother becoming attached to her and her becoming attached to her mother. We get to issue – these are very short also. Um, issue number four, they send her on a mission – or I'm sorry, this is three. They send her on a mission, her first big one, to murder the presidential candidate who I think is Nixon. Um, and she <gasps> poses as a disabled child to get into the – yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and this is the first mission that she kind of goes through without like thinking twice about it. Um, without mm -hmm. like thinking, second guessing Nixon? herself. Yeah. Um, Wait. Yes, she kills Nixon. Yes. Does she kill? She definitely kills. That's that's you're changing the timeline. What? That is changing the timeline. Um, oh but yeah, she that was her mission to assassinate the presidential candidate. I think he was just a candidate at that time. He wasn't president yet. Um, but even still, he, Nixon becomes president. She's You're changing the timeline, DC. Chill. Yeah. Wild. We're getting into some X-Men BS right now. Like, which timeline is real? This is X-Men. <laughs> oh, it's my biz ad. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> this is X-Woman. It's on brand. So. Um, Fine. It is. It's X-23. But as the story progresses, basically her origin story just starts with she was raised as a weapon, has not known herself as anything other than a weapon, but she is also forming these relationships with the mother and also there was someone else in the building that would like help her or just kind of talk with her. It was like is a friend. janitor, like the kindly janitor that's actually really smart? It was not a janitor. I'm blanking right now because I can't remember who it was because there were two people who she formed relationships with and one was the mother. And when mm -hmm. it got to the point – so, oh, another fun fact. So yes. the way that they got her to to kind of uh, like to kill on her missions, yeah, they trained her to – so whenever she smelled, there was a certain scent that she would – that they would spritz. And so whenever she smelled that, it would trigger something in her brain because of the way she was brainwashed to go on these killing sprees. And she couldn't oh, control it. It like, was kind of like just a rage. Like nasal hypnosis? Yes. Well, it wasn't like spraying <laughs> it to her nose. It's like if she smelled it in the air, that was it. So, like, oh, okay, 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 okay. Wrong answers only. But like, what would be the most obvious smell that you smell every day that would be like, oh, we probably shouldn't do this smell? I think for me in my house, <laughs> <laughs> like butter, the smell of like cooked butter or like, I, roses would probably be bad because we buy flowers sometimes yeah what about for you like Cooked what would be the butter <laughs> for me i feel like it'd be cleaning supplies because i'm always cleaning after my freaking dog okay that's fair um, like is there a specific cleaning like, like like clorox like pine saw pine saw that's a specific yeah. smell yeah that's a good one that's a good question. What what if you're listening would be your smell? Your for what would be your F23 smell? Yeah, your trigger smell. Your murderous kill smell. Oh my gosh. And this <laughs> this all this origin story is so horrible. It's filled with one so much trauma and pain mm -hmm. and it sounds so bad, but the reason why I love the character so much is because at the end of this so this 2005 issue which was just her origin story she comes out of it with, well, is she starts to form her own thoughts and, and does escape this facility. Spoiler alert, but not really spoiler alert because that's literally just the beginning. Um, yeah. And so she starts to kind of have these thoughts of, well, am I just meant to be a weapon? Because that's not what I want to be, but that's all that I know. And it's just really – so the Marjorie Lou comics, the ones that follow after, are her – really struggling to separate herself from all of the brainwashing she underwent and yeah. a lot of it reminds me of like we just saw Bucky kind of go through this in Falcon and the Winter Soldier the difference is Bucky went through a process with um the Dora Milaje that helped him kind of unbrainwash 
I think for me, the difference between, and because I understand the similarities between those two characters, but my only difference, which kind of makes me more sympathetic towards X-23, is that at least Bucky understood the world. He had at least, or I'm going to say like 20 years of him out. I mean, it may have been like a different time, you know, back in the 40s, but at least he understood green means go, red means stop. This is what a building looks like. This is how I buy things. Like he understood societal norms. Mm -hmm. Whereas this girl, I don't know how old she is. I'm going to say she's like eight or nine, maybe 10, 13 at the most Mm -hmm. from the images I'm seeing on your comic book. This girl has only ever lived in a four by four cell and that's been home to her. That's been comfort. And now having left this facility, she's out in the world and not only has to hide so that she's not captured again, but has to blend into society. That's petrifying. Yeah. Especially knowing in your heart that you are different and has always been told you are wrong, different, incorrect. That's hard. And not even Talks told to you are wrong. She just assumes and it feels like it's wrong because she has been told that what she's doing is right. That's all she's ever grown right. to know. And yeah, and that's what I have enjoyed about her story and her character arc is just her coming to terms with what reality is and really what she wants to shape her reality to be because she literally has to start from scratch once she leaves the facility is trying to figure out who do I want to be but also in a world that she is completely unfamiliar with. Um, mm-hmm. And eventually that does, she ends up like, and I just read this one this week, so I don't know too much of what happens afterwards, but um, she does end up with the X-Men who like help her come to terms with that, but it's difficult because she was I feel raised. Like that's an, an Xavier thing, like he's, there's a mutant about, like, and then goes and finds her. A mutant in distress. A mutant. I'm just imagining the little orbs flying, not the orbs, but the circle beams, the ray beams coming from his mind in the comics. But the thing that sends her over the top at the end of these issues is that the the yeah. scientist guy spritzes her mom, the mom, the scientist. <gasps> no, she kills her own mom. And that is what where the set the moment when she comes out of that rage because again she it's like a blackout. She realizes what she does, and that's what leads to the I need to get out of here. I don't want to be this. And they're specifically, and that's no. what I bookmarked in here because I'm gonna read. It. <laughs> I love this. Please read it. Please read it. So, give me, give me them, them. Oh, here's the, I'm like reading a book to Jasmine, but that's the part. Oh, that's her. Oh, like literal under her eyelids. I'm so sorry. Let me describe this image to you. So her gorgeous green orbs, I'm reading it like a Wattpad. Her, her gorgeous (laughs) green orbs are, are cinched open because you normally you think cinched, you think closed, but they are cinched open by these two metal prongs, one on the bottom, one on the top, stretching her eyelids out and you can see her tear ducts just expanded it's just wide beautiful crystalline orbs staring back at you in just horror and distress i can't read what it says but it's just very just disturbing i want jasmine to narrate picture books for me from now on i do narrate picture books that's what i do for a living picture books with no words no, it's just only words. It's it's I do my audiobooks are um sci-fi teenage um lusty books. So like anything with vampires or fairies or or werewolves. Werewolves I do a lot. So anything like that. I also do mythological creatures like Greek uh mythology. So but anything anything slutty and lusty teenager, that's my niche. Beautiful. You're welcome. Where Thank can we you. find these audiobooks? We're not doing this. This is the amalgam. <laughs> this isn't the the let's plug our uh, but you can find them anywhere that you can read audiobooks. Um she Audible, said, no, no, anyway. 
anyway follow my link tree um give me give me the scene though i want i want the crippling scene so there's a scene so obviously once she because we after she escapes this town she ends up you know she grows up in the normal world as a teenager so as she's older Mm -hmm. she battles with flashbacks of just these horrible things that happened to her how she was manipulated and whatever so she always comes she's struggling with figuring out am I a good person? Do I have a soul? Or was I really just meant to be this killing machine that I was trained to be? So there's a part where we see her like literally battling in her mind with those thoughts. And there's a voice that is her, just the good side of her that tells her, um, you were not born empty. And her name is Laura Kinney. Right before her mother dies, she tells her, your name is Laura. Like, that's the name I'm giving you. You're not X-23. Um, it says you were not born empty laura it took effort to make you that way it took many hands and minds it took years you fought them every step but they outnumbered you and you were so young you had no choice but you have a choice now and she says what choice how do i know what is right and the voice says well what do you believe and she says i do not know and the voice says then believe in yourself choice is your weapon belief is your weapon no one can hurt you if you remember that you have been through the worst and you were not broken. So just that, that those last few words, like you've already gone through the worst that you could have possibly gone and you survived that. So I feel like, and that is the theme <laughs> and message I think throughout. Isn't it bad that you story. said that? And the only thing that was flashing through my head oh my was a really shitty edit of WandaVision. I'm just like you, cause I'm imagining like Vision oh, saying that. Right like vision talking about that and all I'm seeing in my head is like a really shitty TikTok edit of just like Wanda and like all of her grief and like everything she's been through. I know exactly what this TikTok edit would look like in your mind. It's like right? those ones where it's the images and then it like spirals into another image. Yes, yes. Or it's just like, it's those like really bad transitions of like Wanda and half of them are in black and white even though they shouldn't be. And it's just like vision and like there's text, like the little calligraphy text like over it, like you, this is the worst you've ever been in i'm doing vision's voice now that's what i'm seeing yeah which is i mean it's a prevalent theme in all a lot of story or comic book characters or just characters in general like stories in general yeah it's taking your pain and your trauma and not letting it define you and just overcoming it and that's what x23's literal character arc is is mm-hmm. overcoming pain and trauma and Figuring out that you're worth more than whatever. Did she you do it? Do you think? Do you think she overcomes her trauma? I haven't. Do you, do you know that. if she? Hold on. Do you know if she overcame her trauma? And if you do, what was it? Was it a person? Was it a thing? Was it a moment? What was it? Like what helped her overcome the trauma? Yeah. What What do you think for? Because you've now you know X twenty three more than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, was there a moment? that you think or was there a person or was there a thing maybe an object that helped her overcome it or is this still something she's constantly struggling with so it's something that is a constant struggle but I will say that I think it is people but also herself that helps her overcome that trauma it's hard because obviously the things that affect ourselves are also based off of environmental factors but there is there is a moment where because we do see in the comic book different moments where she's inside her mind like talking to the demons in her mind um so it's like a little some insight yeah and within those moments we also see her as a silhouette but it's like that's the good voice in her and it's the good voice in her that constantly reminds her like no 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 like 
you can overcome this, you're more than what you think you are. And she actually has a scar on her hand um, that was, I'm, I'm actually confused, like they didn't explain that well how that scar came to be, but it happened when she was having one of those battles in her mind with herself. And that scar was just a reminder of the fact that she personally thinks she has a soul, regardless of constantly also telling herself she doesn't have a soul. Can I just point out that you described the good in her as a shadow? And what is that? Like, that's just so sad to me. I mean, I get that it has a very strong message, but just the idea that, because shadows, they come and they go. I mean, the the juxtaposition is is that the negative side of her is the light. You know, that is the constant bright overshadowing presence, the heat on your body, the thing that gives you life and energy is the negative in her mind. Mm -hmm. And only when that kind of slips away a little bit does she see her shadow. And in, in what you're describing is the shadow is her her positive it's her positivity it's 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 the light it's the good in her so that i don't know if you meant to make that strong of i'm now analyzing your own words but i'm it's just a really powerful image that she has to go to quote unquote a dark place to find the good in her and let that be the more the stronger voice Mm -hmm. you know she has to sink deep into the dark darker part of her psychosis to find the good in her and try to pull that forward yeah and it's a constant struggle too of she does pull it forward but then things happen and it gets pulled back and it's just a constant back and forth and i say and i say shadow and silhouette because that's literally how it's drawn like it's just a black shadow silhouette but there is a moment where when that scar happens, it's literally like it's light. And that's where we see like, okay, there is light in her and she knows it, but it's constantly having to come back to finding it. So I think the big thing for her, if I were writing a character analysis is trying to switch that idea in her mind, not letting the shadow be good, but, but realizing that the light is supposed to be good and the shadow is supposed to be dark. I think, but I think that's a a choice in her mind is switching Mm -hmm. those two ideas. And I think only then when that moment finally happens, I think she'll be not, not recovered is not necessarily the word, but I think on the journey of of recovery, but she's got a lifetime to, and to several lifetimes if she's living after Logan Mm -hmm. or, you know, yeah. Yeah. And so if, if that didn't hook you for our readers, there's also (laughs) what happens after she finally meets the X-Men, they, Cyclops decides to put her on X-Force, which I don't know if you're familiar with X-Force, but that's literally a, like the team of X-Men go and murder. No, like they go on killing missions. So he decides to put her on that team. And so you can read more to figure out what happens. Yeah. And Logan Logan is the one who speaks up for her. Like you want to put this little girl who's been brainwashed to think that's all she's meant to do is to to kill and you want to put her on x-force like what is are you good cyborg Cyclops. come on man like you you need to relax i get that you want to be the team leader and like you want to make the choices but let's think them through you know let's just not if your favorite x-men is cyclops i'm judging you i'm absolutely judging you too it's not a good choice period um but i get it he's whiny prep school boy like it's fine that was good though. I really like that one. And I am so interested. I, I can see why that was your first choice. 
and I kind of dig it. It's a very raw and gritty comic. It's honestly, it wasn't what I thought you were going to pick. And so I'm just now. I want to know. Wait, I want to know. What were you expecting me to like come with? Come to the table. Definitely a Marvel. I think the DC was a shock to me, but definitely not an axe murdering eight year old. You know, I don't think that was what I was going for. He is my favorite X-Men. Is she really? Axe murdering eight year old. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who my favorite X-Men is. Um, I I know who my favorite DC character is, but I don't think I know who my favorite X-Men is. Because they're a lot Jubilee, maybe. I was going to say either that or or Jubilee. Jubilee. Um, Yeah. More really cool. probably because of the animation, the cartoon. <laughs> That's there. Alrighty, that was. Um, I hope that we gave you guys a lot of great suggestions for comic books too. You're welcome. Uh, it's a very wide and long, thorough list that we worked very hard on. But if you guys have any other suggestions of comics you would like myself or Vivian to read, uh, be very specific in that. In whether you want Vivian or I, because we'll probably end up reading them both anyway. But if there's one specific you want either one of us to read and to present to the class please let us know uh we will probably have our own list for next week keep in mind um loki is going to be coming up soon so we probably only have two or three of these specific episodes but we'll try to fit them in every now and again when we can um loki's going to be coming up soon uh we'll figure out when our schedule is for that but it's probably going to be the same time i don't know if there's anything else noteworthy that we need to i don't discuss no uh hashtag rip henry cavall but welcome to marvel that's the same hashtag and um that's all I got for goodbyes. What do you got? That's all I've got. Yeah. I I want to be more of a comic book, an avid comic book reader. So again, I'm I'm open to all suggestions. Marvel, DC, or image. Or image. Or unrelated. Image. Anything. Yeah, there's some out there, I think, right? Yeah. If you got any comics, I know there's a lot on TikTok of people of comic book artists. So that's gonna be good. Thank you guys for listening and um we'll see you next week, I think. Next week, yep. Thank you for listening to the Amalgam Podcast. Amalgam is a part of the Nerdy Bunch production. This show is produced by Ivan Gonzalez, Jasmine Page, and Vivian Ferreira. For additional content, please follow us on Instagram at the Amalgam Podcast and on TikTok at Amalgam Podcast. And if you're feeling extra spicy, you can also visit us at www.mynerdybunch.com forward slash Amalgam. Hope to see you guys there.